That's a slot drop. I can answer that. That's a slot drop. What is that move? That's a slot drop. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Slop Drop. This is Nathan Rogers, and joined, as always, by the co-host, the loose cannon of the TLSN, David McBee. Hey, it's going to be a great show. Uh, There's a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. We got a chance to get involved in some really good stuff with MSW. This is going to be a powerhouse edition, and it's going to be another record breaker for The Slop Drop. NWA into the fire. Let me talk to you. Uh, Eli Drake defeated Ken Anderson. Anderson tried to powerbomb Drake off the top of the corner. Drake dropped all of his weight on Anderson and rolls him up for the victory. Uh, pretty good match by Eli Drake and Mr. Ken Anderson. Well, uh, Ken Anderson, uh, I, I kind of thought maybe he uh, kind of blown up a little bit at the beginning. Uh, but overall, the right guy got over. It wasn't as solid as I would have liked it to have been. Uh, but I'm glad Eli Drake got over. I think they need to start really pushing him, uh, you know, to see where he's going to go. But uh, I really – I dug the music, man. Like when Eli Drake came out and had music, I was like, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah man, something they did differently. I don't know if it was just for this pay-per-view or they're going to – honestly, I wish they'd start doing it all the time. You know, I didn't mind – I guess you would call it season one of NWA Power. They would just walk out from behind the curtain, no music, no anything. I was okay with that, but I miss the music. That's what we're used to. And seeing them have entrance music and coming down from the crowd like that was an interesting and unique touch, and I liked it. And let me go back on the the Ken Anderson. Probably the reason, you know, thinking back on the match, he really didn't look, you know, he wasn't like breathing heavy like he was blown up. I think a lot of it is just, he, he came in maybe a little bloated. His belly, you know, was hanging a little bit over his trucks. Not the normal Ken Anderson I'm used to seeing. Uh, so, you know, to me, he just didn't look prime for a big show like this. But Eli Drake looked like a million bucks. Right guy to get over. Uh, excited to see where Eli Drake's going to go. And the crowd was into this entire uh, show, the entire episode. Uh, so kudos to NWA. Uh, Nick Aldis and James Storm were both interviewed by Dave Arque- uh, Marquez. I'm going to say David Arquette. Uh, all this said that Camille had the night off and wouldn't be at ringside. Both men put the NWA over and take credit for its success. Uh, second match of the night, Thunder Rosa pinned newcomer Tasha Steeles after a double stomp to the back. Thunder Rosa continued to beat on Steeles after the bell. Ashley Vox came out. Thunder Rosa gets the get her in some sort of arm bar. And, uh, man, you could see her uh, her elbow did look a little funky. Well, uh, real quick, that Nick Aldis, James Storm, Marquez. I really like Marquez. I think he does a great job in his interviews. I thought that was short and effective. It didn't go on. The uh, Tasha Steeles and Thunder Rose, I thought, was another solid match. The thing I really liked about this, they were able to tell a story and get a person over. And it's not like AEW where they didn't have to go 50-50 for 15 minutes. You know, I, I thought that they put it together. It wasn't anything too special. But, I mean, the women's roster at NWA continues to me blow away AEW. I think AEW should take a look at what NWA is doing with their uh, female roster. Third match in that question mark defeated Trevor Murdoch. Aaron Stevens was out with a question mark. 
They begin the match with the Mongrovian National Anthem. Interrupted by Murdoch, Stevens later interfered after Murdoch threw the Mongrovian flag to the ground and question mark hit Murdoch with a double Mongrovian spike to the throat to get the victory. Karate! Hey, one word, karate. I, I'm digging a question mark right now. I think, I think it was uh, – I think he's a big hit with the crowd. I think the crowd absolutely loves it. I mean, it was a great – it was the match is what it was. It was a match. But uh, to me, the question mark, the character they built up with him just in a month. And then Aaron Stevens, Aaron Stevens, I, the work that they're doing right now is awesome. You're welcome. I don't know if uh, the person uh, under the mask will go back to his, his previous uh, persona because the question mark is so over right now. But kudos to Aaron Stevens because the question mark wouldn't be over nearly as much as he is now if it wasn't for Aaron Stevens helping him along the way. You're welcome. Uh, I, I'm both of the work of both of those guys. That's I think it's when they come on, I perk up. I make sure I watch everything that goes on. Rock and Roll Express defeated the Wildcards to retain the NWA Tag Team Championship. I got to tell you, man, this surprised me. Yeah, I think uh, I think we both picked uh, the the wild cards to regain their titles. Uh, we thought it was going to be a short uh, reign, but I thought it was pretty cool. They came out and wearing they were wearing their 1986 Starcade attire. I thought that was cool, and uh, you know it was. Uh, I, I don't know the wild cards. They went from those you know kilts that they normally wear for tights, and it was like an Uno card on it. I'm not sure. So I guess playing into the wild card. But, uh, you know, I mean, the story, it is what it is. Uh, I, I just don't know where they're going with it. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I, I read a thing online that if the Rock and Roll Express make it till 2020 as the champs, I, I know they would be, it would be five decades that they would have That's, been champs in. That is insane. And uh, Ricky Morton, man, can still freaking go. He was doing Canadian Destroyers. He was doing drop kicks. He was doing suicide dives. Uh, I Nothing against poor Robert Gibson, but he's he's just kind of there. He looks like the Young Bucks' grandpa out there, just kind of standing. But Ricky Morton, and speaking of Ricky Morton, our, our buddies uh, Niles Plonkay and Space Cowboy recently went to the school of Morton and got to hang out with them. I don't know. Maybe they're hoping some of that uh, some of that stuff will rub off them. They'll they'll be able to keep wrestling when they're in their sixties, seventies. Ricky Morton's famous for selling, and. They haven't had as he hasn't had the famous Ricky Morton selling yet because he's been bringing the offense like the Canadian freaking destroyer. That was awesome. But I think, can you imagine if they have the belts and then the Dawson's start destroying them, which is what's going to happen? That the crowd is going to the heat that the Dawson's will get from that will be awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, it was to me, this was a nostalgia pop. But, you know, hey, I love the Rock and Roll Express. If we're going to get another month with them as champs, hey, it's all good. Stu Bennett. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Who has joined the announce team, taking the place of Jim Cornette. Did a pretty pretty great job, too, by the way. Announced that the next NWA pay-per-view will be January 24th, and we will see the return of the NWA television title. Dude, growing up as a kid, I loved the uh, television title. Uh, so maybe that's going to be something that's going to be defended on a weekly basis. Uh, the problem is I don't want – you know, there's not a huge roster in the NWA. I don't want them to get too many belts. Right now, you know, yeah. you already got – you know, if you get too many belts, then it won't mean as much. But for a nostalgia thing, I loved it. I love the original television title. 
No, you hit the nail on the head. That's kind of where I was going. Um, they've already got one mid-card title. they got the national title. And like you said, it, it's a very small roster. I'm like you. I, I love the NWA television title. I don't want there to see too many titles. I don't know if the roster is that big to have another championship. Obviously, they're going to. And another thing, they're really not on TV. They're on YouTube. So that's just kind of odd to me. But again, love the, the NWA television title. Pretty cool to see that thing back. Eli Drake was interviewed by Marquez again. Uh, he was attacked by Mr. Anderson. After fighting the referees and security off, Anderson takes Drake into the ring and hits a mic check uh, onto a chair. Allison K and ODB made her NWA debut, defeated Molina and Marty Bell. ODB replaced the injured Ashley Vox. Uh, ODB, not a bad choice to have on the roster. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I wasn't expecting ODB. That wasn't a person that I was expecting. Uh, She fits right into that NWA roster, though. She does. She can work, man. And uh, but I, it just it wasn't on my mind. Hey, ODB might be yeah. the one who's going to come in. So, uh, so I, I thought it was. Uh, I think uh, you know, Melina. Of course, you know she hadn't really worked in a long time. Uh, Marty Bell can work. Allison K. We know can work. I mean, the, I'm really into Thunder Rosa right now. She's the one who I really dig. I just hope you know. I know with her MMA thing, and uh, you know, she's uh, gets all. You know, recovered from her last uh, her last fight and everything, but uh, I mean, it, it was it was okay. It was solid. It just you know, Melina kind of barely wrestled. We kind of expected that, uh, but you know, she really doesn't have to. Just having her presence there means a lot. But but you know, for weeks, you know, they talked about oh how legendary Melina is, and then she did have a couple messed up spots and some her timing was definitely off. Yeah, but <laughs> to go back to what you said. NWA women's roster is still better than AEW's women's roster. Oh, hell yeah. I'd rather watch this match with some of the misses they had in it than any of the stuff that AEW's putting in. The AEW stuff's painful. You're giving, you're having 15-minute matches that makes me want to uh, turn the channel. Honestly, I've been fast-forwarding through most of those to the <laughs> end just to see who wins. Because, I mean, you're get, you got 20-minute, 15, 20-minute matches every week where the uh, – NWA one, you give them five minutes, they're going to do more in five minutes than 20 minutes with AEW. Aaron Stevens defeated Ricky Starks and Colt Cabana to become the new NWA National Championship. I called it. Uh, question mark was with Aaron Stevens. Aaron Stevens, by the way, now a black belt who uh, this is unheard of. It usually takes years to master any martial arts to become a black belt. He's done it in like three weeks. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, hey... Not only is he the new national champion, he's a star uh, of of countless direct-to-video movies or direct-to-the-red-box <laughs> movies. Uh, I'm still trying to find the Pirates movie. So anyone out there that can, that can find that, let us know. But, man, th- to me, this was awesome. This was yeah. freaking awesome. This was the huge this, – this was the biggest thing of the night. Aaron Stevens and the freaking question mark are awesome. And we did it. With the power of karate. Karate! Uh, granted, he spent the majority of this match outside of the ring hiding, but still, he picks his spots, and as soon as question mark hit Cabana with that Mongrovian spike, pulls Starks out of the ring, Stevens makes the pin, is the new national champion. Uh, what what does he do now? Does, uh, does he remake that national title and maybe get some flesh-colored leather to go with his pants or his trunks? 
I don't know, but a new champion, well-deserved. I'm glad to see that. Well, hey, it seems like uh, Starks and Command, and maybe they're going to have a little uh, a little confrontation between those two. So is the number one contender going to be the question mark? But, hey, man, it was awesome. Aaron Stevens rocked. That's how he's supposed to. He's supposed to be, you know, that chicken, you know what, character that that just barely does anything. The ultimate coward that's waiting for a moment to sneak back in. I love it, man. He's playing it up, and the crowd is absolutely digging it. I got, I got to eat some crow. I didn't think Aaron Stevens would win. I was like, they'll keep it on Cabana for a while. But hey, huge hit. That was the hit of the night for me. Allow me to beg your indulgence for one moment. This is the former intellectual savior of the masses, now simply known as Aaron Stevens, and I want to give a huge shout-out to the Slop Drop podcast. Dave Marquez interviewed Tim Storm about being selected as one of the referees for the uh, main event, which leads to the main event. Nick Aldis defeated James Storm 2-1 to for the NWA world title. Brian Hebner was chosen for the first fall. Tim Storm was chosen for the second. Uh, Hebner was ultimately... Uh, uh, knocked out of this match, which uh, brings Tim, Tim Storm in for the third fall. Uh, early in the match, Camille appeared, distracts Aldis, allowing James Storm to, to hit Aldis with the last call to win the first fall. Aldis gets the second fall with a small package. Again, I mentioned Hebner gets knocked out. Tim Storm takes over. Uh, Aldis puts uh, James Storm in the cloverleaf, and then uh, Tim Storm calls the match, and Aldis wins. Well, there's going to be some controversy there. Uh, Storm never tapped out. Cowboy Storm never tapped out. Uh, he was co- out cold from the turnbuckle post, so I think he that might set up a uh, maybe a possible rematch uh, down the uh, down the road. I thought this was overall it was a solid match. Uh, I think they protected the Cowboy where he could possibly have another match. I think there was a lot of uh, tension. Uh, between, you know, Tim Storm, what's he going to do? What's he not going to do? Maybe a little controversy there. Then also with uh, what Camille did as well. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I think that's a lot that's going to lead into the storylines, especially the next couple months. I think we'll see a James Storm versus Tim Storm feud now. Battle of the Storm of the Storms. Dude, that I would like to watch it. Anything Tim Storm's in, I'm going to be a fan of. Uh, I hated that he couldn't be with us in Harrison last night, but we knew he was much busier. But congratulations to him being a part of, I mean, part of a, such a big main event for them and such a huge pay-per-view. Congratulations to Tim Storm making that. Overall, I thought it was, I thought it was solid. Um, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Flair Steamboat or anything like that, but I thought overall it was, it was a whole lot better than anything the WWE's putting on. I thought it was great. Uh, the big surprise of the night, After this match, lights go out, music hits, Marty freaking Skrull appears. Uh, there's been so many s- people speculating on where he's going to go. Uh, is he going to go to AEW to join his Bullet Club buddies? Is he going to go to uh, WWE? Uh, but he showed up in the NWA last night. Hey, I really, I really dug how they cut it off. You know, he says, so this is the NWA, and then the feed cut off. I, I liked how they did that, uh, you know, because it's like, hey, what was Marty going to say? I really liked how they cut it off. 
overall, uh, you know, they got another pay-per-view coming up in six weeks. I, I would like to watch it. I think there's some things that's come out of here. You got some new women that's come into the roster. That's that, That's good. Question marks on freaking firework right now. Yeah, the main events was a little, you know, a lot of confusion, a lot of different ways it can go. You got the nostalgia with the Rock and Roll Express. I think there's a lot of positive things going on. I'd give it a thumbs up. Oh, I'll definitely give it a thumbs up. I did a couple polls. I don't have the uh, results in front of me now, but I know on our Twitter and our Facebook, the majority of the people agree that it was a great pay-per-view. Well, I know I ran a poll, and I think uh, the majority, I think it was 59%, said James Storm was walking out with the title. So a, a little bit of a swerve there, but all this, man, all this just is the man. He carries the belt. Uh, I, I wish he would have had uh, all this exposure the last two years because he is just in his prime right now. And I got to tell you, I think he's probably the best thing going today. Great event. Uh, speaking of great events, we had the pleasure of not only attending but being a part of a great event last night, Mid-States Wrestling. You know, first match of the night, uh, Luke Langley uh, defeated Graham Bell in a battle of the Diamond Dogs. What do you think about that? Man, I loved it. These guys have been tag team partners for a long time. I knew this match would be interesting. They know each other like the back of their hands. They know everything that the next guy's about to do. Great offense, great defense, just a, a, just a great match. Well, it, it, I like how they set it up because it was a kind of reminiscent of, uh, remember the uh, Hogan uh, Ultimate Warrior match where it's like the first 10 minutes, they're just dead even. He'll do one move. He does the matching move. Because they know each other so well. I like how they played that out. Uh, Graham Bell, too. Shout out to him, dude. He has been all over the world. He just got back from Japan. And Luke Langley, he looked ripped, man. That That is that's probably the most I've seen him ripped at any shows he's been. He is prime, and he's looking good. AW and NWA, they need to take a look at these guys. Agreed. Uh, second match of the night, Dr. Izzin uh, defeated Dustin Heritage. Another great match, uh, Heritage making his, you know, his uh, comeback to MSW. He took some time off. Izzin made his debut a few months ago. It was the first time I got to see him. I was impressed then. Still impressed now. He gets the uh, victory and and a great gimmick too. Yeah, of course, these first two matches were with the uh, MSW Independent Cup. So Langley advanced, Dr. Izzin advanced. We really got to sit down and visit with Izzin one of these days. Uh, we got to catch him while he's is in before he takes off. Uh, then after that, Damon Windsor came out for a promo. Of course, he got a bye in that round. Uh, and uh, definitely a different vibe and different promo than what we've seen from most mid-state wrestlers. It's the first time I've actually got to see Damon Windsor. Uh, of course, he's tearing it up over in Oklahoma and Texas area, doing a great job. It's good to see him, and I expect uh, to see a lot more of him. Well, there's a lot of people, uh, I heard a uh, guy yell, or no, it wasn't a guy, it was actually, it might have been uh, in the match he was in later when they called <laughs> him the, the under faker, but to me, he's not the under faker, he's freaking legit, he looks good, and he's, he has a psychology th- that he really puts in the crowd, and it was, it was really cool to see some of the fan reactions <laughs> to a character like was nothing they've had since we've been watching it. The Firecrackers, the tag team, the Firecrackers, they, they wasn't together for long, but they recently had a uh, breakup. Uh, it, 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 was, it wasn't as quite as uh, big a breakup as when uh, Marty Jannetty got thrown through the plate glass window by the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. But Johnny Dynamite and the aerial American Alan Jefferson, uh, they got a chance to go at it, and Johnny Dynamite pulled out the victory over the fan favorite, the aerial American. Firecrackers. 
imploded, exploded, whatever. They've broken up. And Johnny Dynamite, I'm not going to say he cheated, but he cheated and uh, gets a victory over the aerial American Alan Jefferson. Well, and they've been going at it social media today. They've been going at it all day. I mean, because they were really close friends. And now, I mean, they are becoming very bitter enemies. Uh, and it'll be interesting. I think I got to have a rematch between them and Springfield. The aerial American Alan Jefferson would love to have that too in front of his hometown crowd. All right. And then the match after that, Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry uh, ends up defeating the newcomer to Mid-States Wrestling, Prince Mahali, by disqualification. You mentioned Damon Windsor earlier getting the heat from the crowd. Prince Mahali getting some some real heat from the crowd. All right, then after that, of course, uh, back to the MSW Independent Cup, and Luke Langley uh, ended up defeating Dr. Izzen in the second round to advance, or actually the third round, to advance to the finals of the MSW Independent Cup. Another great match, another... uh... Well-deserved victory by uh, Luke Langley. Again, you said that he's looking in some in great shape. Uh, he is. Again, the, the newcomer, Dr. Izzen, made it pretty far in the tournament, not far enough to beat the veteran. Well, Luke Langley comes out with a cigar in his mouth, and I would love for Dr. Izzen to say uh, that smoking is bad for your health or not recommended by the Surgeon General or something like that. That would have been hilarious. Well, then after that, uh, it was a, uh, eight man, well eight-person tag. Uh, as Miranda Gordy, the Space Cowboy, Jason Jones, the outlaw heir, the headsman defeated the recently reinstated Joey Corman, Johnny Lightning, Niles Planquet, and Nate Winchester. Huge uh, eight-man tag team, or I guess I should say mixed tag team, because like you said, Miranda Gordy in there. Uh, saw the debut of the headsman. And the crowd was digging him. That that was I loved it, man. The crowd was absolutely digging him. When he came out, I, I wanted to go, it's time, it's time, it's Veda time. But he's, he was a fan favorite. Uh, of course, uh, they end up getting the victory. Then after, of course, uh, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. I got to mention, Joey Corman got dragged all over the ring last night and beat all over the ring by Miranda Gordy. She was apparently dragging him by his hair, uh, which I'm, I'm interested how that actually happened. Well, first of all, it's Corman. Uh, again, gets the 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 band, the lifts uh, removed or whatever. He's able to compete. Uh, shout out to Miranda Gordy. She's been on here several times, but I'm not too sure. Maybe she did have a handful of hair. Uh, of course, not from his head, but maybe from his chin, his beard. She may have been pulling his beard hair. I don't know. Well, I know Gorman was fired up after the match, so we'll have to see. You know, I know the law offices of uh, Sean McBee got him cleared with the uh, Arkansas State Athletic Commission. Uh, hopefully, we'll have to see, because uh, he's a loose cannon. He could go off at any minute. Right now, he can wrestle in two states. He's still got the ban in 48 <laughs> states. So then after that, uh, of course, uh, myself and the one and only Nathan Sumo Rogers, we actually got to get up, and uh, we were going to conduct an interview with – the uh, Space Cowboy Jason Jones and Miranda Gordy, but then we were very rudely interrupted. Very rudely interrupted. We had a special guest, uh, a little fellow uh, by the name of Anderson, turned five years old, and we were going to present him with a birthday cake and sing him happy birthday. And then that dastardly Johnny Lightning interrupts it, steals the mic from you, I believe, and starts picking on the kid and, and whining and crying and bitching and moaning. Uh, what was up with that? 
I I don't know. For one, I can't believe he had the balls to grab the mic for me. Uh, luckily, the Space Cowboy was there. He's like, hey, you better just stay back. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. He didn't want me, me and you to get physical because I know you were about to make him tap out, uh, <laughs> you know, with all your miss, uh, mixed martial arts background. But I'll tell you, uh, you know, he interrupted us, but then – uh, there was a pretty swift kick, and it was a kick. I mean, I'm, I've been watching football all day, and I haven't seen any of the kickers today kick any better than our little friend Anderson did. Kudos to Anderson. He uh, The kick was good. It landed right where he was aiming. And then uh, Miranda Gordy was kind enough to share some birthday cake with Johnny Lightning. But I think he got what he had coming to him. Uh, and it was great. I hated. I mean, we were gonna we we were gonna have that birthday celebration. Uh, the only person I think that ate cake was the headsman. He was picking some of it off of the ground and eating. It. <laughs> he was eating hot dogs from the, the on the floor, uh, cake from the floor. Uh, I think he was hungry. He, he was he was hungry after a hard fought victory. But then after that, uh, then we had our world mid well mid states world heavyweight championship match. Gary Roosevelt Graham, who had defended the belt for over 700 days, lost to the new Mid-States Wrestling champ, Matt Riviera. Matt Riviera with uh, Boyd Bradford, the manager of the ages in his corner. Matt Riviera now, MSW champion and CWA champion. And I, you know, I know we're real good friends with Gary Graham, but Matt Riviera, he is... He's picking up some gold. I haven't seen this much gold, uh, you know, since Stephen E., who I, I'm still trying to get over the devastation of him not being there last night. But Matt Riviera is on a roll and going into this match that he's getting ready. He's going to be taking on uh, the legendary Jerry the King Lawler. He's on a roll right now. He's on a roll, man. And, you know, the King's career is on the line. Uh, that event's coming up soon. Yeah, Matt Riviera's on a roll. King's career is on on the line, and uh, if you're Jerry the King Lawler, I know you know he's been around for a long time, but you got to know that you know Riviera's always got something up his sleeve, and he's always got Boyd Bradford in his corner. Yeah, well, of course. Understand? Oh, that was good, man. That's impressive. Uh, I'll tell you, Matt Riviera, right now. Uh, you know, of course, that was a hair versus title match. He got to keep his hair. Walks out with the gold. And it's going to be January 18th. He's going to be taking on Jerry the King Lawler. Is that going to be Jerry the King Lawler's next match? It's going to be down in North Little Rock. Career versus the CWA Heavyweight Championship. Of course, I mean, right now I think they have a great deal going. Uh, through Christmas Day, you can get four general admission tickets for $44. Uh, I think they're getting ready to run out of some uh, VIP ones. Their VIPs are almost gone, so... Uh, you got to check them out. Just to go to CWA No Surrender on Facebook, Saturday, January 18th at 7 p.m. That's going to be a great match. A, a excellent card they're going to have going in uh, North Little Rock. Yeah, I can't wait for that, man. It's going to be an awesome event. Hey, you got to tell me, was that legitimately, was that you or was you using a soundbite of the, uh, <laughs> no, do that you was understand? Me. That, that was. I, I thought maybe Boyd had, like, called in and you didn't tell me. You sounded just like him. No, but we got to have Boyd back on the show. Oh, definitely. we got to have him back on. Of course, after that, they, there was a huge announcement. MSW will return March 7th. They're going to start selling tickets on sale January 1st. 
So just a couple weeks away, be sure to get your tickets. I know uh, the Twin Lakes Sports Network and the Slop Drop are both going to be there. Uh, and I think we might be doing some stuff before then, uh, maybe going over and visiting the Mid-States Wrestling Gym. Oh, hey, the main event of the night came after that announcement. The uh, Damon Windsor in the finals of the uh, MSW Independent Cup, Damon Windsor defeated Luke Langley in a match that had a epic twist in it at the end. Damon Windsor somehow recruited the referee to join the altar which altered the match, getting Damon Windsor the win. You know, he won the tournament. Uh, referee Sean McHale uh, was about to count the three count as uh, Gary Graham had Damon Windsor pinned. He got to about two and a half, and then all of a sudden just stopped. He looked up and pledged his allegiance to the altar. So now Damon Windsor and the altar are the champions of the MSW Independent uh, Cup Tournament. And they have a very, very nice uh, trophy that they are taking home with that victory. And he's going to be a guy to watch. It's the holy grail of independent wrestling. I know there's going to be, uh, you know, coming up, uh, you know, they're going to have a couple events in March. Now they've announced the one in Harrison. Also, they're going to be doing one in Springfield this March as well. So we're going to have a couple-month break, but we will keep people uh, tuned in on what's going on with the world of Mid-States Wrestling. But some cool new guys they brought in last night. But Damon Windsor, talk about making an impact. He made an impact last night. For the next few months, I think we're probably going to try to have a lot of the uh, MSW guys joining in uh, for conversations. I, I think that about wraps it up. You got anything else? No, man, a great show last night. Uh, man, I mean, two awesome shows. Uh, the end of the fire show, to me, was what pro wrestling's all about. Mid-States wrestling always delivers it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, it was just a lot, a lot of good stuff going on, man. I agree. Until next time, guys, we're out of here. You're welcome. All hell, the altar. Goodbye and good night. One, two, Three!